0: Elvis Merz-Lincolns is mad, and the Blue Jackets don't really seem to give a flip how he feels. What will become of the 29-year-old goaltender, we'll discuss today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Heilsorn. My co-host, Jay Foster, is out today, but he will be back in due time. We are here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team in ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before I get going, I want to say thank you to the everydayers for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're free on YouTube, and we're free on the SiriusXM app. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app, use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. It's also a great app for daily fantasy hockey, if you like to indulge in that. But the big news, the big, big news is that Elvis... Elvis 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 is the news. Elvis is the news because he clearly is very upset. The Blue Jackets don't really seem to trust him as the number 1 goaltender right now. And I don't know if that is actually true or not. I'm still as I've put out there on social media, I'm I'm extremely confused as a Blue Jackets fan as to what is going on with this team because clearly the Blue Jackets' plan right now is to play Daniil Tarasov, which I think is completely fair. Play Daniil Tarasov. He hasn't played hockey in eight or nine months. Get him some NHL reps because he is your goalie of the future. Whether he's number one or number two, he is going to be on this team for the next several seasons. So I have no problem with that. The problem is, is that Elvis isn't even getting to sit on the bench as the number 2. He is being healthy scratched and clearly he feels like there's a disagreement with what where he should be where he should be at whether he should be on the bench, whether he should be between the pipes or whether he should be at home. The Blue Jackets have treated him since December 29th, which was the last time that he played in a game. Mind you, he left that game early because I believe uh that was a that was a win against the leafs. That was a 6-5 overtime win against the leafs. Elvis had led up two goals in that first period and he was taken out because he was sick. He got he got ill between the first and the second period. Something that's kind of happened to him a lot. Whether that's fair or unfair, he gets sick a lot. That's he doesn't really get hurt, which is a good thing, but he gets sick and that happened again and since then the blue jackets have not played him that seems kind of crazy considering the fact that he's a dude who's making five and a half million this year is the elect which is good for the 11th highest paid goaltender in the league has fans scratching their heads saying what is the organization doing with elvis mers lincoln's has the rest of the nhl really nhl media elliot friedman is out there talking about Elvis Merce Lincolns. And and the rest of the league is going to talk about him because coming up uh, with the trade deadline, teams are going to be hunting for goalies. Teams are going to be hunting for goalies. Now, since he's been sitting out, I think it is absolutely fair to speculate that the Blue Jackets are planning on moving him because, one, he's improved. From last year to this year, his goals against average was terrible last year. He was a bottom five goalie in the NHL. That's just a fact. Whether you like it or not, he had a bad season. And I think a lot of Blue Jackets fans have promptly erased the way that he played last year from their minds because it was bad. It was very bad. Now, if you look at the previous three years before that, because this is year five with him, last year was year four. The previous three years was actually Okay, like he wasn't great, but he definitely wasn't bad. Um, and that's first year, especially his rookie year, where was kind of, his rookie year really was a microcosm of what was was foreshadowing for what the rest of his career was going to look like. Because everybody remembers the five shutouts that he had. Everybody remembers him being up for the Calder, losing it to Kale McCarr, some dude named Kale McCarr who plays for Colorado. Everybody remembers that year, but I think we forget that he lost his first like eight starts in the NHL, and that was shocking. That really was shocking um, because he was we the Blue Jackets didn't sign Sergei Bobrovsky going into that season. Not only probably because Sergei Bobrovsky, first of all, he wanted out of Columbus. I would be I would imagine Sergei was ready to move on after you know, geez, how long was he in Columbus? Eight years, I think. Bobrovsky was was in Columbus for a long time. I, I'm I'm gonna have that incorrect. I'm sure, but he had signed a he had re-signed with Columbus. He was ready to move on. He, he and the Blue Jackets likely were not gonna pay him the ten million dollars that he's getting right now. Sergey, the second highest paid goalie in the league, making half a million dollars less per year than Carey Price. So, okay, Blue Jackets were not gonna give him that money. But this whole Elvis thing. Definitely has me thinking, maybe they should have. Maybe they should have not put all their chips in on Artemi Panarin, which was kind of a joke. We all knew that. They offered him like $13 million a year um, the night before free agency hit. And I think we already knew that he was not going to resign. And maybe they should have just gone all in on Sergei Wachowski. And maybe Yarmo did. Maybe honestly he did. I I don't know. But, you know, the Blue Jackets' most recent game was against the Winnipeg Jets, and I do believe that Connor Hellebuck is the reason why that team is as high up in the NHL standings as, they're, as they are, and the reason why they're going to be competing for a Stanley Cup this year. I, I believe that with Florida as well. What if he would have stayed? You know, it's kind of those things. And anyway, that's, that's a huge side tangent to what the situation is with the Blue Jackets, where... You have a goalie who is kind of just up and down with this play. And like I said, this year has been significantly better for Elvis Merz Lincolns than last year, but that wasn't gonna take much. That wasn't gonna take much. And, and he's looked better though, too. Like it's not, he was, he was all over the place last year. He definitely was not himself. And I know some people would probably credit the goalie change, the goalie coach change going from uh, you know, Manny to Nicholas Backstrom, but I, I don't think that's the truth. I think a couple things. I things. Well, I do think maybe it's the goalie coach. Maybe it's the uh, re-upping on defense with bringing in Severson and Provorov. That definitely helped, but it's in uh, having your check in here this year. But it's also like, I think Elvis has just been more locked in this year, which I think is why he is so, so upset with what's going on. And let me actually just give you the timeline as to what's going on, because he hasn't been playing since December 29th. People have been wondering what's going on. Is he still sick? Is he dealing with the are the Blue Jackets going to trade him? People were kind of leaning towards. I think the Blue jackets, I was starting to lean towards maybe the Blue Jackets are going to trade him. And then, boom, Thursday evening, Brian Hedger drops on us that he talked to Pascal Vincent. And this is from Brian Hedger with the Columbus Dispatch. This is on his Twitter. You guys can find this yourself. But he said, Pascal Vincent says, Tarasov is getting the start over Merce Lincolns for evaluation and development purposes because they think he can be a number one. As for Elvis, he's not playing. Understandably, he's not. Excuse me. As for Elvis, he's not happy about not playing. Understandably, he declined interview requests that day, may speak tomorrow come around Friday. Elvis Mers Lincoln said he has not requested a trade, but that he and the Blue Jackets have agreed to find a new scenario for him. He said, quote, I love Columbus. I love these guys. I grew up here, end quote. And then he also said, quote, I'm not a backup goaltender, end quote. So a couple things there. One, I, I, I understand where he's coming from. Okay. And he, he elaborated on that. He said, he's not a backup cold goaltender, but that's the way that he views himself. And for anybody that has been, has had the chance to be around Elvis, which I got to do a couple of times back when I worked for a a radio station here in Columbus, I got to go down in the locker room and I got to hear from him firsthand. Um, I, and you, so do you guys, obviously, because that those media clips are available to you guys. But I, re, I remember – I can't remember what year it was exactly. But there was some time in the last five years where he had been playing very, very bad. And he's always just been such a – he's been so candid and so honest with how he feels he's at as a professional. Very similar to Patrick Laine, honestly. But he's always been so honest with where he's at as a professional And how his play has been, and there was one time where, and he loves talking to the media. I think he does. Like I, I think he, it's somewhat therapeutic for him, and I think the fans love to hear from him because he's such, he he is so honest, and he does, he's a sweetheart, man. He's just he's a nice guy. Like he he comes across that way. He's a likable guy, but he definitely has a a, I don't want to say a personality issue because it's not that, but. It seems like he is not the type of guy to bow down to authority when authority is not, when he feels like authority is not treating him right. And this is something the Blue Jackets have dealt with for years with guys like, you know, Pierre Luc Dubois, like for example, that was a player that was more of a player to coach kind of thing. But this is an unfamiliar territory for the Blue Jackets and for, you know, John Davidson and Yarmo and, Uh, Heck, Pascal Vincent was on the coaching staff the last few seasons. Like, what is going on? Why is there a disconnect? Why isn't Elvis okay just sitting at home and just enjoying some family time while the team figures out who they have in their lineup and just explaining, like, hey, the number one goaltender position, the number one goaltender term is a is a very fluid, loose term. There's a number one goaltender. The goalie that's playing in net that night, he's the number one goaltender. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like you're gonna play the hot hand. That's just that's that's an old adage in the sport of hockey. You play who's ever hot. And right now, Daniil Tarasov is hot. He's had some bad games, and in fact, you know, if you look at the stats, Elvis has a better goals against average this year than than Daniil Tarasov does. Uh, Elvis is around three point two five. Daniil was around uh, 3.8, but Daniil's had some very good games. I think Daniil's ups this year have been better than Elvis's ups. Um, his downs have been down, but again, he's played seven games in the last nine months. So it's like they're trying to see what they have in him. And the fact that Elvis is not down with that plan says something about Elvis or it says something about CBJ leadership right now. And And Pascal Vincent, who was asked, what is going on with your former number one goaltender? And he says, former? Who are you talking about? And then proceeds to know exactly who he's talking about. So it's like they're avoiding some of these hard conversations. And for a fan, it's frustrating. For the team, it's got to be even more frustrating. For Elvis, it's got to be just making him mad. And clearly, things are not going well. These two teams, are uh, uh, Elvis and the uh, Blue Jackets, are heading towards a breakup, which is, which is unfortunate. And, and I want to hit on more on this late like, yet. Yeah, I've got to hit a quick break here because I'm up against it, but lots of stuff going on and a lot of concerning things with this team right now. We'll get into more of it next on Locked on Blue Jackets. Next thing I want to tell you guys about is the sleeper app because sleeper is a phenomenal place for you to join in on the fun, and that fun is daily fantasy hockey. We are at the halfway point of the year. The Jackets, there's been some highs, there's been some lows, obviously, some more lows than highs. But Columbus is a very fun team to watch, and you know, they've been cold lately. But if you play daily fantasy hockey with sleeper, you can win a hundred times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. I would pick guys right now like Nikita Kucherov is very hot. Connor McDavid and the Oilers—they're on a nine-game winning streak. So pick pick those guys. And what you all you got to do is pick over or under on certain sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus or minus or more in any given game, and you can have a chance. If you get eight, you have to go perfect. You have to go eight corrections uh, on these projections, and you can win 100 times your bet on sleeper. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. so start paying attention, and nail your picks, and you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L, LOCKEDONNHL, see sleepers, terms of use for details, and location availability. All right, back here talking about – the Blue Jackets and Elvis Merz-Lakins because he's, he's, again, he was trying to be clear. He has not requested a trade. He does not want to leave the Blue Jackets. All he really wants is to be the number one goaltender. And I think it's worth asking the question, does he deserve to be the number one goaltender? And I think... I think he still does guys. I I hate to admit it because I think two things are true. I think one he he still he still deserves to be the number 1 goaltender as fugazy of a, you know, title as that is because like I said, you play the hot hand. The fact that these players who um are high performing athletes and they didn't get there without being, you know, having an abundance of confidence. Anyone who's had the chance to be around a guy like that, Knows that these are the most professional athletes are the most confident people in the world. Like there's nobody more confident, and you guys know that from listening to interviews. Like they're they're cocky. That's just that's the way that they carry themselves, and that is no different from what Elvis Merzlikins is doing when he says, "I'm not a backup goaltender." I kind of wish he wasn't doing that. Obviously, not just for the vibes of the team, which I don't think change really from him saying that. I don't think Daniil Tarasov is like. Oh, gosh, this guy doesn't think he's a backup goaltender. I don't think any goalie believes they should be a backup goaltender. But I do get worried for trade purposes because I don't know as a GM if you really choose to go after a guy like this because he's saying he's not a backup goaltender. Um, I don't know. Like there, there's teams out there that need goaltenders like the, the Oilers need a goaltender. The Flames need a goaltender. The Carolina Hurricanes need a goaltender. The Maple Leafs need a goaltender. But is he going to be okay if on a certain night he's not the starter? And for five years, really, he has been. Like for five years, he's been okay when he sat behind Jonas Corposalo. So I don't know where this is coming from with him. I mean, it definitely is coming from the fact that he was not on the bench the last several games. They had Spencer Martin on the bench, which which shows what shows me is like the Blue Jackets are completely mishandling their assets right now. They're mishandling their personnel. And I did see on social media, some somebody asked, I don't know who it was. It was either Aaron Portsline, Brian Hedger or Jeff Swoboda, guys that all do a fantastic job covering the team. One of them asked, is it the incident that happened against the Washington Capitals, which I think was just a couple days before Christmas, where he he got mad at Tom Wilson because Tom Wilson got checked into his crease at, in the overtime period. Merce Lincoln's then just unleashed on Tom Wilson, started, started hitting him with sucker punches, and eventually caused the Jackets a penalty. And when you go down four on three in a three on three period, you're done. You're pretty much done. And that cost the Blue Jackets a game. At a time where maybe they as an organization felt like they could still go after the playoffs. And he apologized to the team. He apologized to the team after that. He took responsibility. It was a you know, it was an it was Tom Wilson getting under someone's skin. Like, can we really blame Elvis for Tom Wilson getting under his skin? Tom Wilson was apparently doing dirty crap to Elvis that entire game. So, no, I don't think any like I I honestly. I think I'm team Elvis in this whole situation, even though he's he's eccentric and he, he'll he say exactly how he feels, which a lot of times sounds arrogant and cocky. That's kind of OK with me because that's the dude he's been his entire career. And it's not like he's the Jordan Bennington level of cocky where he just comes across as a total, you know, word, whatever word you want to use to describe a person like that. I, I, I can't say certain things here, but you know the word. You know the word uh, or words. There's multiple you could use for a guy like Jordan Bennington. And I don't think Elvis is that. I think Elvis is just a fiery, competitive guy who feels the heat and the pressure of being a number one goaltender. But it's good to know that he is willing to, to fight for himself and stick up for himself. And I honestly, if there's any way to rekindle the fire between Columbus and Elvis, I would love to see that done because I do think Elvis is a good goalie. And I think he's just, he was just getting better this year, right? He was better this year than he was last year. It wasn't hard to do because he was so bad last year, but He was starting to look like himself again, and he's only 29, and you're paying him $5.5 a a year. Um, Like, could that money be spent elsewhere? Sure. But you just don't come across players like Elvis Mars Lincolns anymore. Um, And maybe you do. Maybe you do. But I just – if this really is the end for the Columbus Blue Jackets and Elvis, I I, I don't know if I'd put him – he'd be just he'd be just floating without thinking of all the names right away and this is definitely going to be a summer topic for jay and i without thinking about the names i i think he's probably in the top 5 of best goaltenders the blue jackets have ever had um, I'm thinking of like you know, Steve Mason obviously because he won the colder that first year. Obviously, he was bad after that. I, I obviously got to give credit to Sergey Bobrovsky, two Vesna's Jonas Corposalo. And then I, I, I don't know where you go after that. I mean, like Curtis McElhaney was good, but was he great? Pascal Leclerc was good, but was he great? You know, I think Elvis probably is in the top five of best CBJ goalies of all time, and he's definitely been fun he's definitely been entertaining he's just he's a fiery guy he's a fiery guy and if this is the way the Blue Jackets are treating him then I'm disappointed in the Blue Jackets I'm disappointed in the front office I'm disappointed with the coach Pascal Vincent was totally just deflecting all types of questions today and not even in a fun way like if you're going to deflect questions just just say I'm not answering that like just be a total Again, find the word. You guys know the word. Be a be a be a Bell. Uh, be a Bill Belichick. Be a you know Greg Popovich. I know Pascal Vincent. Be a Torts. Be a Torts. I mean, come on. Learn from the goat at being hated, being mad at the media. Um, I'd love to see Pascal Vincent get a little chippy like that. I still do like Pascal Vincent. I think he's done a good job with the team this year, but. Um, this is a bad job. This is a bad job, and I don't know if it's all his fault. This could be Yarmo's fault. This could be John Davidson's fault. This could be Nicholas Backstrom's fault, but Pascal Minson doesn't seem to be helping the situation by not having Elvis on at least on the bench for some of these games. It's okay to give a guy rest. Obviously, he knows Daniel is a very good goalie. I'm sure he's happy for Daniel to be getting starts again, but just don't, don't help scratch him for Spencer Martin, Okay. Don't do that. Stop doing that. All right. Oh, gosh. I whatever this new scenario is, again, I want to be clear. He has not requested a trade, which finding a new scenario for him definitely does seem like a trade. But if the new scenario is just that he gets to put on the CBJ jersey every night, then just make sure that that happens. Okay, because that's a very easy thing to do. It's okay. if he's just sitting on the bench. Okay. And he will be on the bench tonight against the Seattle Kraken, which I did not forget about this game. And I honestly am terrified of this game because, again, the Blue Jackets are playing another buzzsaw from the Western Conference and the Kraken. Yeah, we'll talk about the Seattle Kraken and move on from Elvis. We'll do that next here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Before I do that, I want to take a moment to thank the Everydayers. You, the Everydayer, you guys are special. We really appreciate you guys. You guys do such great jobs putting your input in in the comments. I see you guys. I love you guys. I think you give great input. It shows that this fan base through down times can be so passionate. And I appreciate that a lot because that makes me feel like what I'm doing serves a purpose for somebody. So. Continue to comment. Continue to interact with us. You can find me on social media at HaydenH971. You can find Jay on social media at underscore J A K O B F R S T E R. And the show is on there at LO underscore Blue Jackets. Interact with the show. Send us emails. We read the thing at the end of every show. I'll do it again at the end of this one once I talk about the Kraken game. But, yeah, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And also, if you're here for the first time, hit subscribe on our YouTube because we post – almost every day when Jay and I aren't having arguments over what time we're going to record because he lives six hours away. God bless that man who is far away from all this right now, but still he covers the team better, almost as good, almost as good as the guys that literally have a media pass that are in the locker room every day. Jay does a great job. I'm, I'm you're very grateful to have him as a co-host, but we are also very grateful to have you guys as the everydayer. So thank you. And now let's move on. Talk about the Kraken. And I'm a little bit sad talking about this one. I will admit because I was hoping by now the blue jackets would have done more to get back into the playoff race I know every single episode, guys, I talk about the playoff race, the playoff race, the playoff race. It is all is all in vain. This team is not going to make the playoffs. I know I say that pretty much every time, too. But, you know, the NHL is set up for bad teams to still be in the hunt. You get a point every time you lose in overtime. That's that's something unique to the NHL. Um and i i i just and the blue jackets have had a lot of overtime losses this year. They've had 9 overtime losses. Only the Islanders have more in the NHL. Only the Isles have more, but the Isles have gotten more wins too. They're sitting in third place in the metro. That's who you're chasing now, I guess, and you're 13 back. You're 13 points back. So, it's it's over. It's over. It's dead. It's it's good for this team to just start losing. Um, I don't know if it's good. Obviously, I want the, my team to win every single game they play in. But if you start losing, then that's fine. You're going to hopefully just keep plummeting down the standings. I don't think anybody's going to catch the Sharks or dead last, maybe the Blackhawks. And that's a thing, too. And my uh, father-in-law was just talking to me about this because he's a big Elvis fan. Um, not only because of he likes hockey and he likes the goalie, but he just likes Elvis, like Elvis Presley. and. That's, that's one thing I've loved about Elvis, Elvis Merz Lincolns, is that he he just has so much swag. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, his name's Elvis. He kind of looks like Elvis. He's cool. He wears cool pads. He says cool things in interviews. He's just, he's a fun guy. Like, I don't know what to say, man. He's just, I would be disappointed if he, uh, if his career ended in Columbus. Um, or like, I meant, like, if his if his time in Columbus ended. I think he's going to have a flourishing career with a better team in front of him. But looking at this Blue Jackets and Kraken game, seven o'clock tonight, Seattle, again, they've won eight games in a row, but I'm looking at FanDuel right now. And the Blue Jackets are only plus 140 on the money line, which is pretty surprising because I don't know if anybody can beat the Seattle Kraken right now. And I think the Seattle Kraken really put themselves on the map as a legitimate uh, playoff contender and, because of that win that they had honestly in that winter classic game, which was very cool. Very cool. I I was obviously very salty that two expansion franchises that came into the league after the blue jackets got to play in an outdoor game, something that us blue jackets fans have obviously been crying for trying to get, but that game was cool. Okay. That game was cool. And T-Mobile park out in Seattle is half the size, less than half the size of the horseshoe. So the logistics with getting a game there obviously worked a lot better. Um I thought the uniforms were very cool. My god, Seattle's the red that they added to their jerseys for that game was so awesome and just the, it was it was a very good presentation and they put the they put themselves on the map with that win over the defending cup champs uh Joe Decord who is the first goalie in the Winter Classic to pitch a shutout. He is just he's on a tear right now. He has been their starting goaltender for the last um, eight games that they've won now. And, again, they are just shooting up the Western Conference standings. They are still a a spot out of the wild card, so they have some work to do. But they're going to be a very motivated team coming into this game. There's no doubt about it, and they have some great players. They have, obviously, Matty Berniers, Oliver Bjorkstrand, who hilarious video with him talking to Ron Hextall about – him being selected for the all-star game he was like oh uh i was gonna go on vacation I, i'm was kind of totally caught off guard by this that is like does, does anybody have worse luck as far as planning life events than oliver bjorkstrand do you guys remember when like he just got married in in uh, ohio and cleveland to his wife and like they were getting ready to settle down in ohio and like the a day after his wedding or something like that he got traded to seattle like this guy just constantly has the worst luck when it comes to his life being flipped upside down. But dang, man, I miss, I am missing Oliver Bjorkstrand. I miss missing Alexander Wenberg. Both those guys playing for the team right now, doing great. Uh, Alexander Wenberg's doing okay. He's got 17 points in 41 games. He's got seven goals this year. Oliver Bjorkstrand, 31 points in 41 games. But, you know, again, they're, they're all, they're great all over the place. Ellie Tolvanen, he's a, You know, young Finnish player who is just really, really exciting to watch. And this is another team, too, that has done a lot with veteran guys uh, mixed with the younger players. And they've been just great to watch. Um, I think they have the best away jerseys in the the league. I love their white uniforms. Uh, I just think those colors absolutely pop. And I just think the NHL has done a really great job, as jealous as I am, of their whole arena, of their whole, you know, getting a winner classic in year three of existing or whatever it is. Like I'm jealous of all, of all, but um, you know, and they got some good defensemen too. Like this is going to be a, a, a very tough challenge for the blue jackets. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they went another game getting shut out. I have a very low scoring game in this one. I'm going to actually, I'm going to take the the Kraken in a three, two win Uh, And if the Blue Jackets get two goals, I'd be very surprised because this team's good. They got great defensemen. They got Vince Dunn, who's got 34 points in 41 games. Uh, Jamie Alexiak, who is just a bruiser. He's a big dude. And, you know, I'd love to see Jamie Alexiak, who stands at six foot seven, go up against Erica Branson. That would be a fun fight. Talk about two big dudes. You know, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. Um, I'm kind of rooting for that, to be honest. I'm I'm sorry that I'm a guy that roots for hockey fights. Uh, that's kind of like the people that root for Rex at NASCAR. Uh, obviously, a very dangerous thing, but hey, I I like I like cool things. Okay, what can you really get mad at me? These guys are getting paid millions of dollars. All right, they they signed up for this. Okay, every if they drop, you don't drop the gloves unless you drop the gloves. So. Uh, but yeah, Jamie Alexiak, Erica Branson fight would definitely get my juices going. Um, but you know what? Get my juices going more than anything would be a Blue Jackets win. I think I, I'm beyond the point of saying that a win against the Kraken would kickstart this whole comeback to to making the playoffs. I'm kind of beyond that. Uh, I guess there's a sliver of hope that something like that happens. But for the most part, your team's eight, 11 and four at home. Like they're not get they, they had their chances. They had their chances to get back in this thing against bad teams. The schedule only gets harder coming up as they make their West Coast trip. They're going to run into teams like the the Vancouver Canucks, who are twenty eight and eleven this year. They're going to play the Oilers, who have won nine in a row. Like it's not going to be good, okay? But hey, I can take the little wins as they come, and beating the Kraken would definitely be a very fun way to. Uh, I don't know, just be a make for a fun Saturday night in the arena district. Okay, can I just get one of those? Can I get a fun Saturday night in the arena district? Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow to break down the Blue Jackets. Hopefully a win. If not, it'll be a loss. I'm sure tons of crap will happen in this game. There's always seems to be tons of stuff that happen in a blue jackets game. But thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Again, Jay and I will be back tomorrow together. We are going to make time zones not matter. He's just going to power through the way that he does because he's a beast. Um, but, again, you can find me on Twitter at H 971 Jay is on there at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. And the show is on there at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Please hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can actually direct those to us at bluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.